This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Please stop singing Disney songs, dude. You can't control me. Roman Emperor Commodus collected all the disabled and little people he could find and ordered them to fight each other to death. <laughs> so there's shade in a past life right there. <laughs> <laughs> With meat cleavers exactly. in the Coliseum. Yep, totally you. I got molested watch. and all I got was a stupid podcast story. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Okay, so have you ever had one of those totally normal days where you wake up in a haze, you fight traffic while wondering why you continue to choose to live in Atlanta, where traffic's been shit since the Olympics back in 96, but for some fucking reason you're still here, where you get into work with just a little bit of time to spare at your corporate job, grab a cup of coffee so you can face the day, and before you know it, it's 10 a.m. and you're having your first meeting of the day, one of those kind of days. Well, I was having one of those days a couple of years back, leaving a morning meeting when I get back to my desk and I got four missed calls and a voicemail from my brother, Steven. Now, this is totally out of character for him. When he was younger, he would call me all the time at work and be like, hey man, what are you doing? To which I would always say, Steven, what day is it? What time is it? And what am I usually doing during this time of the week? And after a while, he finally got the hint. And now the only time he calls during work is if something is wrong or if something is awesome. Like when he met Andre from Outcast at a record store. That deserved a phone call during the workday. So hoping it's something awesome, I pick my phone up to check my messages. See, Steven had come to live with me and Nikki during this time after a bad breakup. And when he first moved in, it was so cool to have my little brother back. See, growing up, we were close as hell. I'm six years older than him, which meant I was his buddy, his protector, his babysitter, eventually his chauffeur. We were thick as thieves. My wife tells me all the time that maybe we grew up so close because we had to deal with all the bullshit from our childhood, but all I know is I've always looked at Steven as my little brother who I had to protect. And that's just the way it was, all the way up until I moved out at 17. And once I was out of the house and he was free to do his own thing, we started to kind of grow apart. So when he called me and said he needed a place to crash, I said yes, immediately. It was going to be a chance to reconnect with my little brother. But he was so down and depressed over his ex that most of the early time of him being at my house, we spent it trying to cheer him up. And all this time, he'd been there for about a year, we finally gotten him past the depression. He's got a new job, he's got a new girlfriend, he's got a new car. He was back to being the Steven that I always knew when I was a kid. So I checked the voicemail on my phone, hoping it's something really happy. And I almost dropped my phone when I hear him say, I just totaled my truck. I think I broke my arm. I'm headed to the hospital. And I can't hit redial fast enough. And when I do, it goes to voicemail. I'm almost numb as I'm sitting at my desk watching my second cup of coffee get cold. I can't get in touch with him. And when he called me, I was too busy living the corporate life to be able to answer. My head starts racing, but I dial my mom immediately. And she tells me I'm already on the way to the hospital. I haven't talked to him yet, but I'm on the way to the hospital right now. And eventually, a little bit later, I find out that he was on his way to a job. He works as a contractor, and he glanced away from the road for just a second while heading over a hill. And when he looks back, when he comes over the top of that hill, there's a car sitting in the road right at the bottom of it, and people are getting packages out of this car. So in his brain, he makes the split-second decision to pull the car to the left. 
into oncoming traffic, which would have been just fine had there not been a fucking box truck there barreling down on him at about 50 miles an hour. He collides with the box truck, rolls his car over, and when he comes to a stop, he is sitting upside down. He has to crawl to safety out of his car as he's smelling gas and oil and all sorts of car liquids coming out of his car. And as he finally explains the story to me as he's sitting at the hospital, his voice is shaking, and I can tell how scared he is. I go to my boss and I tell her exactly what's happening. She looks at me and goes, well, he's already at the hospital. What are you going to do? I mean, he's not going to be able, you're not going to be able to do anything for him. You're just going to be able to go sit with him. And it's clear she doesn't understand that since he was an infant, I've been protecting Steven and I just needed to know that he was okay. I needed to see him. I just needed to be by his side for that minute. And by the time I got out of the office and I finally got, you know, on my way, I was calling him to see if he was still at the hospital or see where he was. And he said, no, I'm headed home. And as soon as I got into the house and I was able to walk in and lay eyes on him and know he was okay, everything was right in the world again. Everything was perfectly fine in my head because he wasn't, nothing terrible had happened. He escaped with a bad back, a broken wrist, and a really, really fucked up car. But he wasn't gone. He was still here. A couple of days later, we finally went to go get his car, go to look at his car and grab his tools out of it and stuff like that. And his car is absolutely mangled. It looks like somebody took his car and put it in their hands, like a giant put it in his hand and just basically crushed it in his hand. All the glass was broken out. The bumper was shredded. The radiator was like sticking out of the front of the car. A couple of the wheels were destroyed, like the tires popped, the rims broken and shit like that. It looked like somebody had completely crushed this car in their hand. As we walking up on it and he's getting upset all over again and you can tell that he's getting mad and just upset at the fact that his newer car is just fucked up. I look over to him and say, you know what, man, this is nothing. I'm sure we can buff most of this shit out. Hey guys, welcome back to another week and now that I'm older, a show about how getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online at anowthatimolder.com or also on Facebook as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us like our badass patrons, we're going to give right back to you. We're dropping a brand new episode of Patreon exclusive content. So go over to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level so you can get your extra show today. You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter family. Potter family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts and create a family out of thin air. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter family, you're going to find our show as well as the Realm and Ruin podcast, the American Timelines podcast, and the Smart to Death podcast. And this week on episode 162, we're going to discuss something that's been bugging the shit out of me for a little while. With all the awfulness that's been discovered in Hollywood and in music, can you still enjoy the art but think the artist is a shithead? Then later on, we're going to talk about some of the crazy stuff that's happened in world history, some of the stuff that I didn't know, but it seems like Kenny seems to know every bit of. So check it out. We'll be right back. someone who'll listen to your boring stories i mean didn't you didn't you notice on the plane when you started talking eventually i started reading the vomit bag didn't that give you some sort of clue like hey maybe this guy's not enjoying it you know everything is not an anecdote you have to discriminate feel me in your head dude that's so gross sounding do you feel me like swimming around in there i don't ever want to feel you inside me in any sort of kind of way (laughs) ever ever so you don't ever want me inside you can Dude, like, 
I don't, you know, even when I'm a girl, I don't even want her trying to put her finger up my butt. I don't ever <laughs> want anything inside me. I'm, that's that's not my thing. You're sure? You've, it doesn't even hurt. You've tried it though. You've it's had gross, it just grosses me out. You've had. Uh, so what if she had her feet on you while she put her finger up your butt? I don't like feet anyway. Oh, <laughs> that's gross. Do you think this would ruin? I the mean, I didn't stop experience? banging her or nothing. I was just like, take your finger out of my ass. It's, it's not, that's weird. <laughs> We'll poop on you. <laughs> We're gonna take a shower. It's gonna be weird. This just sounds gross, dude. I I, I don't I don't want to know if this was a girl you were with for a while. I read an interview from Whitney Houston before she died, and she was talking about how Bobby Brown would stick his finger up her butt when she couldn't poo. Really? That's love. <laughs> uh, that's just that's too much love, though. I think you're going too far, right there. I think. Uh, I think if you're so I'm gonna help you poo, baby. If you're so jacked up on crack that you can't poop, dude, Whitney smoked her fucking kneecaps off. Maybe it's time <laughs> to get help. Okay, if you can't get help at Charter, please get help somewhere. I remember when Whitney Houston died, and everybody's like, "We'll just have to wait for the autopsy." No, we don't. <laughs> we know that bitch OD'd. It's the same sort of thing with Scott Weiland. When he died, it was like, "Come on, guys!" It wasn't fucking. He he didn't have like a bad fever. Everybody was so sad when Scott Weiland died, but it's not like he had done anything useful in like ten years. I mean, he was still singing here and there, and they were still doing. He was singing half-ass shows where he could get paid and go buy more dope. And he wasn't even with Stone Temple Pilots anymore. Right. Even the even Stone Temple Pilots. I heard a story one time where they came to Atlanta, and the fucking bass player was so jacked up the entire time on cocaine, and all he wanted to do was get more cocaine. Now, this was told to me by a stagehand that worked at the venues and stuff like that back in the day. You know the guy Tim, but he he told me he told me, dude Good old Tim shut up bitch. It was like the whole band is just so jacked up the whole time. And like, dude, the bass player and Scott were just so, can you get us any blood, man? Can you get us any, any heroin? Can you get us any age, man? We need, we need something, man. And then the whole band gets sober, except Scott Weiland. The party's not over for him. And they're like, you know what, dude? Fuck <laughs> you. Okay, you're out. So here's the question for you. Can you still enjoy the music of Scott Weiland and shit like that? Yeah. Knowing that he was... Doing all that kind of shit. Shit, what he was doing ain't got any effect on me. Can you still enjoy? There's only one band whose music I can't enjoy anymore. Um, Lost Profits. I was about to say I'm going to go out on a limb and say Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja, which was used to be one of my favorite songs. Dude, that song is one of those songs that you can still play to this day. Hold on, (laughs) still to this day, you would get jacked up if you didn't have context. If you just found this song randomly, he was fucking his fans' babies. Yes. He was a baby pedophile. Not even a regular pedophile. He took it to like the infant stage. Um, and he wasn't just taking it to the infant stage. The shit he was doing behind closed doors with that whole thing was so depraved where he was talking about like telling his fans that like they owed him. You need to bring your baby to He was to trying to get bitches like to get pregnant so he could have babies born to fuck. Ugh. That so, shit. I bet he's having a great time in prison. Oh, dude. I don't even want to think about what his time in prison is like because it's fucking – it's Oz – I bet his butthole could take a fucking baseball bat at this point. I was really, really hoping to avoid that whole conversation about the baseball bat. Open, like, open like a fucking 24 hour Waffle House. Like when you see like a really windy day (laughs) and there's sheets outside on a clothesline and shit, like that sort of thing. Like there could be a blizzard and that motherfucker's still open. Oh, God. I don't want to think about it. So the reason I bring that whole thing up is because now when I think of some of my favorite movies of all times, you got Kevin Spacey. Talking about the Harvey Weinstein Stein link. The Harvey Weinstein link, obviously, like with the Quentin Tarantino shit, the fucking View Askew with Kevin Smith, Clerks and all that shit. I mean, 
some of our favorite movies that are like ingrained yeah. in our history. They're like tainted I, now. I use <laughs> giggity. I use that fucking. I use clips from Clerks. I use clips from Pulp Fiction. I use clips from. Um, oh my god. Um, well, at least his legal uh, department's suspects. too busy to see you for for ripping off his uh, material. Common, it's all under Creative Commons. But anyway, I use those clips. But now, like some of the quotes, like Kevin Spacey and shit like that, I have to pause and be like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Kevin Spacey thing doesn't bother me too much. The whole thing with um, what's his name? Uh, that's like that's like, and I hate to say this because people aren't going to want to hear it, but that's like standard par for gay people. Old old gay guys fucking young gay guys is like. That's just part of being gay. But if that's what Milo got in trouble for. He just, he really explained it poorly. But that's like, uh, that's pretty common. See, I don't live in that world and I don't know enough about it. But when I heard, I think the whole thing with Kevin Spacey is the kid was underage and shit like that when he was trying to mess with him. Well, it's an actor. He's on the new Star Trek show. And he was like 15 or something. Exactly. And that's the whole problem is when you cross an age barrier and shit like that, then it gets into being weird. Then it's like, yeah, that's child abuse, dude. That that comes back to you, like even though you enjoyed fucking our friend's mom and shit like that, it wasn't something that you know at the time we didn't realize that you were a fucking victim in the situation. Just because you were getting Giorgio Armani pants and shit like that out of the situation, you were still being taken advantage of. I wonder if there's any way I can cash in on that. No, dude, she died. Okay, there's there's nothing. Shouldn't the government pay me somehow? No, no, there's no program where you go in and be like, hey, me too. By the way, me too. <laughs> Where's my me too check, please? Five hundred bucks. Do I get five hundred bucks for me? But at the same time, my thought off. my thought now goes to like Kill Bill and shit like that. Like I, I still got molested watch. and all I got was a stupid podcast story. <laughs> and we still haven't gotten enough listeners off of it. Tell your friends about this fucking podcast story yeah, when Kenny got molested. Friends. They're like, we get to watch you be crazy in real life. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should stop being crazy in real life and start holding some shit back and be like, you only hear this story if you listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. No, you need to. I'm wilding out. You're wilding out. So – do, you don't have any sort of a problem. You can still watch all the Kevin Smith movies. All no, the I've, fucking... I do have a bit of a problem. It kind of has it ruined a lot of the uh, the Tarantino films, which are one of my favorites. It's hard to watch them, especially after Uma Thurman came out. Uma Thurman came out and said that uh, Tarantino wasn't exactly the nicest guy in the world while she was working with him after the Harvey Weinstein incident. Well, the thing that got me when I read through that, because I'm a monstrous Tarantino fan. I've studied a lot of the stuff he's done. I've looked at his um, his body of work. Like We used a lot of the stuff that we've learned from him when we made our movie and shit. But looking at some of the stuff, he even came out with a very heartfelt apology afterwards and said, listen, the stuff that I did, like the where he talked about choking her and shit like that, those were things that he cleared with her beforehand. Those were things that he walked through and said, we are going well, to do this. She even came out and said that a lot of it was in her head because when you go through an experience like that, you don't know who's doing what for what reason. Exactly. You don't know if you're being fucking taken advantage of or she if you're being. If Harvey was leaning on him to make her life hell. Exactly. Because he did do that. He would get people fired from their jobs if they wouldn't sleep with him and shit like that. Well, there's been plenty of people now that have come out and said that, like, he blackballed them and shit like that. They didn't work. Like, actresses that just disappeared because they were like, no, I'm not going to fuck you. And they just disappeared off the map after they said no. And it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, a dude who was having fucking business meetings in his hotel room where he's wearing his underwear and he's telling actresses, you know, hey, um, it's fine. You know, there's just a little bit of off-camera there's nudity just, for this there's part. There's just like a little handful of people who avoided that because they had boyfriends at the time that weren't going to put up with it. Like, he tried to do it to what's-her-name, crazy-ass Gwyneth Paltrow, but uh, Brad Pitt threatened to whip his ass, like, straight up in front of everybody. 
like told him he would give him a Missouri ass whooping because he's from Missouri. Who was it? The George Clooney didn't he whoop somebody's ass at one point? He got into several comments. He's the director Clo- of Three Kings. Yeah, Clooney is very uh, known for being really good to the crew. Yeah, that's stuff what it like was. that. He didn't appreciate the way the guy was abusive to his crew. The guy has a history of being abusive. I can't remember his name. I can't either. He's he's inconsequential and shit like he, that. He's got some decent movies, but he's not like he's probably not famous because he's got a shitty attitude. Well, the the reason I brought this whole thing up is because I was sitting around thinking about it the other day, and I was like, man, like. When I watched the biopic on um, on Ray Charles and shit like that, you had no idea that he was – I didn't know he was a heroin addict. I had no idea that he was a womanizer and he beat his wives and shit like that. That's why they called him the Ray Letts. You had to let Ray let. I, I had <laughs> no idea any of that shit was going on. When I watched it, I was like – Shooting you know out of heroin the whole – half of his career. <laughs> but if you think about it – It's got to be hard to shoot up when you're blind. Every, no, you probably have somebody to do it when you're as rich as he was back then. He was making bank, dude. He was in the movie when he's like, listen, I want to buy the fucking – the originals. I want the actual masters and shit. I want to own my shit. Oh, smart. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, that was fucking – nobody was doing that, dude. Lots of – I mean, Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalog for a while, ladies and gentlemen. How fucked up is that? It is pretty fucked up. But anyway, watching that movie, watching how fucked up he was, my first thought is everybody's got personal demons. But when it became stuff like – Kevin Spacey molesting a 15 year old kid. Suddenly it's like, yeah, you got personal demons and all that shit, but that's pretty fucked up. That's next level, like molesting children. And that's kind of where I draw the line. There's a lot of shit you can get away with for me. <laughs> Kanye West is, you know, is a fucking asshole, but he's never molested any children. The, it's good to know your line is on the other side of fucking kids. Yeah. That's, that's my line right there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you were wondering for Shane where the line is, don't molest children. And you're probably going to be okay. In my opinion, or, or dogs. Don't molest or hurt any dogs or cats or anything like that. (laughs) So the reason I brought up the whole, that was one of the things that I've been wanting to talk to you about for a little while is if, is can you divorce the artist from the art? And I gotta be honest. I don't know what happened behind closed doors with Michael Jackson, but he's a prime example. I, I, I don't believe Michael Jackson did anything inappropriate. He's a prime example for me of someone that, I'm trying my best to ignore it. And I will give you the strongest piece of evidence, I think, why Michael Jackson did not fuck kids. And and that's Corey Feldman. Um, Corey Feldman had a well-known friendship with Michael Jackson, along with, uh, what's his name, Macaulay Culkin. Right. A lot of kid actors. And all of them have cleared him. Uh, But Corey Feldman has gone out on a limb to expose a lot of other powerful people. Corey Feldman came out and basically was like, I'm blowing the whistle. And he did this. Way back in the day, I think he was talking to Barbara Walters. I was watching a story. Yeah, and she brushed him off. Yeah, where she brushed him off. I was like, you've, you're really making some really harsh accusations here. Can you back any of this up? Like, basically telling I mean, him, He outed Charlie up. Sheen for fucking Corey uh, Hain. Yeah. And he he was like, a lot of the really powerful people that are getting parts right now in Hollywood fucked our childhood up. And everybody back in the day brushed it off. And now it was this explosion where this Harvey Weinstein thing happened. And suddenly it felt like. A dark-ass cloud. And because of that, him and Macaulay Culkin and somebody else who's famous, famous kid actor, they all said that Michael Jackson provided them with a safe haven. It was the only place they could be kids without their guard up. And I honestly think Michael Jackson had mental problems where he was stuck in childhood because his father took his childhood. I really don't think he was molesting those kids. The story behind the scenes of what Michael Jackson's dad was doing to him and shit like that, like when he would fuck up in the studio, like just like whooping his ass in front of people and shit. Two days after he died, his dad's on camera and using it as an opportunity to push his new studio. I mean, his father is clearly a piece of shit. There's there's a difference. There's there's a difference between being 
um, a bad parent because you didn't know what you were doing or you were too young or anything like that. When you're a bad parent and you just consistently are a bad fucking parent, you never sit down and say, I did this wrong. I'm sorry. You never come to the kid and say, I really fucked up. I'm really sorry. Sorry I beat your ass when you do the dance moves right. Exactly. When you keep on fucking perpetuating the fact that you're a shitty person, you're just a shitty person. You didn't fuck up, dude. Joe Jackson is just a fucked up dude. Joe Jackson is just a piece of shit. So the reason I bring all that up is because it was kind of something historical, kind of something that's come up recently that kind of taps into our personal history. But recently I was looking around. The show is called Now That I'm Older. And I thought maybe every now and then we can look into some of the historical things that have happened in our world, things that have happened that maybe we had no idea that we're really bad about. And you read a lot more than I do about history and shit. So some of this stuff is not going to surprise you, but some of the things I found really fucked me up. Like if in my job, they told me, listen, you're going to get medical. You're going to get dental. You're going to get paid time off. You're going to get all this shit. It's going to be great, dude. You're going to love this job. Dude, this is great. I've been a beggar in the streets in Egypt all this time. (laughs) This whole time I've been begging on the streets, trying to get crumbs of bread to live. I'm going to get medical, dental, paid time off. I feel like Aladdin's stealing the bread for him and Abu right now. What's the catch? The catch was when a fucking emperor died, they would lock the emperor in his tomb. And then they would lock all of his servants. Oh, yeah. yeah, They killed all that are alive in the tomb with him. Then they would lock all of his concubines in there and all of his pets. Vikings did that, too. So here's the thought. As this happens, you've been pulled off the streets. You're this street urchin. You're Aladdin. You know, you don't have a magical carpet. You got a monkey. You're trying to feed you and the monkey. Somebody comes along and says everything's going to be great. Please stop singing Disney songs, dude. Um, Can't control me. So you're, you're a street urchin. They bring you in. They say, listen, we're going to give you all this great stuff. As soon as I find out that this is the ultimate Why destination. Why do we call them street urchins? Urchins only live in the ocean. Because they live on the street, dude, and they're urchins. Shut up. They're not urchins. They don't have spikes or nothing. Listen, as soon as I find out this is the end game, as soon as I find out some (laughs) other emperor has died, I'm like, dude, I have got to get another job. Think of it this way. You're going to die next week from starvation or, or, you know, a guard stomping you out. It was like 32 was the fucking age. Might as well be comfortable until you have to get killed because the emperor died. Emperors don't die every day. Think about that, though. Think about The Vikings were so messed up that the servants wanted to die with with their guy. The Vikings were a really fucked up thing overall. They had, uh, I've looked at some of the stuff where they uh, dug up their bodies and they found out the technology they had for their armor and their weapons was like like years, years in the future. Like they should not have had the ability to make the kind of weapons they had. But Vikings were like, listen, we fuck well, we kill well, we do whatever the fuck we want and we kill our servants in the end. It's fine. Um, back in the day and, uh, before the mid 19th century, most dentures were commonly made with the teeth that were pulled out of the mouths of dead soldiers. Yep. And wood. So. Or ivory. Back then, I'm sure, you know, people didn't know to brush their teeth. They were spring-loaded, too. Oh, you told me about that before. Yeah. We had to fucking close your mouth and shit. And most of the time, you look like Whenever a mouth Whenever you opened breather. your mouth, it would, like, open the denture because, you know, there was no way to stick them to the gums. So, when you opened, they would stay closed unless there was a spring. So, people had to, like, hold their mouth closed. <laughs> and half the time, they had their mouth hanging open. Gross. Um, so, you're a cat lover. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty obvious to our audience. Yeah, if, if you Jack has been quiet for this fucking clip, but he's he left, he's actually. looming around here somewhere. He, fucking he left because I kept like swatting him with a paper towel. So Pope Gregory the Ninth associated cats with devil worship, right? He said cats are, are devils. Cats are possessed by the devil. We need to run them over with our car. We need to stab they, them with a knife. Have cars back. Then. Okay, well they would have. Okay, Maybe they would a, have, a chariot or something. They would have dentist these cats. Okay, that's what they would have <laughs> done with these cats. 
cats throughout Europe were exterminated in droves. They hunted all the cats down, killed all of these cats. Because of the sudden lack of cats back in the day, plague. The, bu- the bubonic plague killed 100 million people because rats were running around carrying clearly, the fucking plague. Clearly God's a cat person. <laughs> God's not a cat person. He wouldn't have made dogs as awesome as he would if he was a cat dogs person. Dogs aren't that awesome. Dogs are way more. Dogs don't shit in the house, dude, unless you got really shitty dogs. Dogs don't shit in the house because they don't know how to shit in a, dis- a, a distinguished place where you can clean it up and you don't have to stop what you're doing to walk them three times a day. I don't. I have a dog door. They just go out in the fucking backyard. Yeah. Worked real good for Frankie, didn't it? Listen, Frankie is a shithead. That's all <laughs> I can say. Frankie the dog is a little shithead and Frankie is just kind of an asshole. All right? So um, the Aztecs, by the way, made human sacrifices to the gods. Yes, that's well known. In 1487 at the dedication of a temple in Tenochtitlan. Tenochtitlan? You're not going to say it right. I doubt anybody says it right, probably. Aztec name, something, Tenoch something. 20,000 people were put to death at one time. That's what the whole movie Apocalypto is about. So, it's a Sunday. You're going to church. They believed if you didn't do sacrifices, your crops wouldn't grow and shit. You're new to the Aztec religion. You're brand new. You got off the boat. You stopped in. Now, Now, here's the interesting thing about Aztecs. They had two kinds of sacrifices. Most of the sacrifices were slaves that they captured from other groups. But sometimes they would have like somebody who volunteered from the tribe to become a sacrifice. And like you were all pampered for like a year and then they killed you. Was there like a special way they killed you or anything like that? They or? cut your heart out. I, that, I did read that. The one, one of the most common things that the Mayans did, uh, they sacrificed people as well. But what they would do is actually stick their hand Temple of Doom style into someone's into someone's chest and pull the fucking Dude, they had the heart best out. shit ever for the conquistadors. Since they love gold so much, they used to hold these motherfuckers down, open their mouths, and pour molten gold down their throats. Imagine how much that hurt. Oh my god, dude. They did some shit like that in fucking Game of Thrones, but I didn't know that that was, shit was real. They That's... poured it on top of that guy's head. Yeah, they poured it the... down these niggas' throats. Dude, and you just became a statue after that, apparently, or some shit. Pretty sure it just burned through your esophagus. God, dude. Um, In the 13th century, something I didn't know, 30,000 children went on what is known as the Children's Crusade. Have you ever heard of the Children's Crusade? Yeah, it was a failed crusade. It was mostly just to capture a bunch of kid slaves. Yeah. Literally, these kids were convinced. I don't know who convinced them. I don't know what sort of Jim Jones 12-year-old was running around (laughs) with these 30,000 kids. But he convinces them that God would allow them to take back the Holy Land without incident. But most of them died on the journey. Fun fact, while Jerusalem was held by the Christians, they had a king named King Baldwin. Just want to throw that out there. (laughs) This episode will be known as King Baldwin. (laughs) Royal lineage, bitches. Yeah, and most of the kids on this children's crusade were sold into slavery. So, you're a kid. You're hanging out. (laughs) They would, like, basically get them out of town, and that was as far as they got. (laughs) They'd round them up and sell them to the pervs. You're you're a kid playing stickball. Everything's going great. One day, Marty runs over. Guys, guys. We're taking back the Holy Land. Me and Kenny, if we're back in the day, sitting around in the 13th century. I would have immediately been like, that is way too far for me to walk. <laughs> Listen, Jehoshaphat, we are not taking back the Holy Land. I don't know who told you. No, dude, the Jim Jones kid. Okay, Bo, you go ahead and go. <laughs> me and Kenny will be here fucking playing stickball in the street, dude. It's just not going to be okay. I'm not going. <laughs> Let's get back to the Egyptians when they're locking the fucking people in the tombs and shit like that for a second. Because I, I got to think about something. The human body can live for what? Isn't it like a thir- like 30 sure days without food? Them. I'm pretty sure they No, them. they locked them in living. That's one of the things that they talk about in here. They locked them in living with the dead-ass body, with the pets, with there the concubines. There wasn't a lot of oxygen in there, so they probably didn't live very long. Look, imagine this. 
Which is there's, one of the reasons they're still trying to figure out how exactly they did the art in the pyramids, because there's not enough oxygen for torches. Think about this much. Even if you're only in there for like a day or two before all the oxygen runs out, even if you're in there for two hours, think about the amount of pet shit that had to be on the floor. Think about the conditions <laughs> you died in. The weird shit you come up with. <laughs> My thought is, dude, there's dogs and cats and whatever other now, pets there wouldn't have been any dogs. The Egyptians thought dogs were unclean. There's whatever kind there of pets they had. They're, and cat shit smells like ass, dude. It smells like fucking Not like they have the good worst. Litter boxes. They didn't have good litter boxes. It was you a don't fucking. Know. It was Egypt back then, dude. They they had flying carpets. If you're they didn't have me litter boxes. Cat, you better put a litter box in there. <laughs> I'm willing to bet you they did not have litter boxes for the cats. I'm willing to bet the cats just shit in a corner all together, and then they probably started eating the humans as they died because cats probably. we know are survivors. Probably. Okay, for just a second, imagine the smell inside that tomb. I mean, there are days that I don't want to go into work, but I've never had a day where I had to worry about being buried with my boss and his pets and my coworkers. Next up, we're going to run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we're going to keep on talking about crazy-ass history and find out how much more of this Kenny knows. So check it out. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Ghost Stories, Unsolved Mysteries, and Other Stories of the Strange and Bizarre. I'm Darren Marlar, the host of Weird Darkness. I'm always looking for stories of the paranormal, macabre, supernatural, dark, and creepy. Stories from you. Sit back, turn down the lights, and come with me into the Weird Darkness. Every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at WeirdDarkness.com. It's all about money, boys! Have you ever been sitting around and said, man, I wish there was more now that I'm older than just the one episode I get every week? Well, now you're in luck. If you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, you're going to get stuff just like this. Our president is an internet troll. This episode is called Meat Bullets, ladies and gentlemen. I want Meat Bullets. But I'm waiting to meet the first flat earther. I might get arrested, but I'm slapping them straight in the mouth. Not like gently like haha like i'm slapping him like the joker would slap you so be sure to go to patreon.com slash now that i'm older contribute up to the ten dollar level and when we drop patreon exclusive content you'll get to hear it every single week and remember getting older sucks but can be awesome at the same time thanks a lot i don't think your manager would appreciate it appreciate your ruse ma'am i beg your pardon your ruse your cunning attempt to trick me Hey there, bad movie fans. I'm Honor Knight, head cinematic flusher for the Soiled Restroom Cinema Podcast. If you like playing with cinematic turds as much as we do, join us each and every Thursday as we scour the bowels of streaming media to bring you the absolute worst Hollywood has to offer. Check out all of the action at our home restroom on the net, signalsoffury.com, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music. Soiled Restroom Cinema, we're here to flush it so you don't have to see it. Um, at one point in 1788, the Austrian army attacked itself and lost 10,000 men. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> didn't know that. Don't know what happened. Didn't read for any more context. But I imagine the thought process of somebody says, someone's coming. Someone's coming, guys. 
Let's like, get them. <laughs> they probably got some opium or some shit like that that they were doing back in the day. They were all fucked up. Like the general was fucked up or something like that. Maybe they were dehydrated. What time period was this? Uh, 1788. This Almost. is after we became a country. We had guns at that point. Exactly. The Austrian army attacks itself and loses 10,000. That's why, that's why men. there's no more Austrian army right there. Well, that's, that's probably part of it. Um, people were buried alive so often in the 19th century. They had bells. Inventors patented safety coffins that would give the dead the ability to alert those above ground if they were alive, which With a bell. is actually where the term saved by the bell comes from. It's yep. not the fucking, it's not boxing. It's not. I am ruling this quiz. <laughs> It's not a fucking quiz, dude. I'm bringing up facts and you're just fucking agreeing with them. I just happen to know them before you tell them to me. So yeah, safety coffin. Now again, they did fucking dig up people back in the day when they started like doing autopsies and shit like that and found tons and tons of coffins that had scratch marks in the top of them. And I've seen Kill Bill, the second one. That's not realistic. Here's the thought though. The thought of being buried alive and knowing no one can hear you whatsoever is one of the scariest fucking things. That's that's up there with fucking landing in a pit of snakes or some shit like that. Or like uh, there being spiders everywhere I'm and shit. I'm going to go with it's better than a pit of snakes. There's no biting. You don't know that. You don't know what... There I could have been imagine, a bug in there. First of all, if you would wake up, it wouldn't be for long. The oxygen's only going to last a very short period of time. Not if and you, then you'll just go to sleep. And you, that's a nice way to go relatively versus dying from viper pit bites. That's horrible. But if you're a martial artist, you can probably control your breath long enough to be able to have enough time to dig out. Obviously. Dude, if martial artists were so bad, the West would have dominated the East as many times as it has. I'm reading something here. That Asians don't rule in mixed martial arts. Brazilians do. It's just, that just tells look, you all that shit's bullshit. Look for the longest time. Japan's army was really, really feared. Now, we had to do a course correction back in the day, but they were afraid until we showed them what's up. <laughs> um, in medieval times, people we will blow up a whole city. You motherfuckers. We, as Americans, we are not afraid to ruin your culture for years. <laughs> Somebody posted that nine 11 was the worst tragedy ever befall mankind. They were like, uh, um, did you hear about us dropping two, atomic bombs? two bombs? We dropped on, uh, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, uh, Japan we, that killed like 300,000 people. That probably was worse. Yeah, we lost. That doesn't count because we did it. <laughs> we lost 3,000 people. They lost like small city in it was fucking 90, Rhode Island. It was like 90,000 at Hiroshima and like 120,000 at Nagasaki. That's like a small town in Rhode Island, dude. That's like that's like a rural Georgia town. That's like that, Macon. That's ridiculous. I mean, is we, what could, it is. we could live without Macon. <laughs> in medieval times, we people. Could take out Douglasville. That'd be awesome. Douglasville is pretty worthless. I got to be honest. That's the, wife not beater, that's the wife beater capital of America. It's, it's also the meth capital from what I hear too. There's a it lot is. of meth going on. There's a, there's the new intervention says apparently up in uh, West of Cobb County is the heroin triangle, which I didn't know. Of oh, the whole Atlanta, uh, North Cobb, and, uh, the whole city of Atlanta is in the, meth, in the uh, heroin triangle. Well, I was going to ask you about that because apparently you're a part of the uh, heroin triangle. So I wanted to see like, oh, dude, how- you're in the, you're at the peak of it. East Cobb's like the point. But this is where it's all being manufactured over here. So how is the heroin trade over yeah, here? It's being you been, sold out of your area. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously the people over there are the people who can As a matter of fact, you, you travel the drug line when you come over here. <laughs> Maybe you should be asking the question. Maybe you should be a bit more observant of who's driving around you. You might be seeing deliveries happen. You don't know. All I know is I see different cars coming and going over here. A lot of questionable characters, you know, wearing You're pistols. Questionable characters. I'm not a questionable character, dude. I drive a Ford Explorer. Okay. Shut your mouth. Okay. Um, in medieval times, I bet that's a top drug car right there. People faced a trial <laughs> by ordeal. Now imagine this. 
you've done something to upset the church or whomever it is in medieval times. This would definitely be me. You're forced to undergo a trial by ordeal where they were forced to stick their arm in a vat of boiling water. All right, look, when I was arrested in modern times, the only reason I cooperated is I knew that was the easiest way out of there, right? If I know the shit they do back then, you're never getting me in one of those rooms. They're going to have to kill me to get me inside the torture chamber. Do you know the first scene in Skyrim? I'll bite my tongue off and bleed to death. You know the first scene in Skyrim where the one dude's like, you're not taking me. And he runs off and they shoot him in the back. That's Kenny. That's what's going to happen. No, I'd make sure it'd make it much more violent. I would. Oh fight. no, you're you're gonna take a couple of guys with you. I can I can attest. And if me and Kenny are going down together, we're taking like five or six people with us. It's not gonna be. I'm you're certain. not getting my arm in the bat of boiling of boiling water. Okay, that's not happening. Nope. Two or three of the guys in that room are going in the boiling water. Not me. It was believed back then that if your arm came out unscathed, then God had protected you, and thus you were proved innocent. Did you know that in medieval times, animals were consistently put on trial? And put to death all the time. I won't put Jack on trial if you don't quit aggravating me. So you're in court that day, you know, rapists, murderers, whatever the fuck happens back in the day in medieval Fido. times and stuff like that. <laughs> and suddenly they bring in a donkey who kicked somebody or something like that. Who testifies for the donkey? I bet a lot of goats went down. Who's Who represented the goat? Did the goat have any representation? Did the chicken have any rep- representation? I don't think anybody had representation back then. I think that's where the whole, you know, rebellion for freedom came from. You don't know. You have no idea. There could have been fucking, there could have been a lawyer. There could have been a DA, a goat DA. <laughs> you don't know. If a goat DA comes walking into a fucking room and sets a, a fucking briefcase down, you would pay attention to what he had to say. All right, goat. <laughs> um, did you know, I'm sure you know this because you, you know about all the Japanese culture and all that shit. Um, obviously we all know that Jap- uh, samurais will fucking gut themselves and shit like that. If they're here, carry. Yeah, to fucking take themselves out. Mm-hmm. That was basically their cyanide pill. If they're about to get captured, instead of giving away all the samurai secrets, they just disembowel themselves. Yep. I'm really committed to now that I'm older. Really committed. I love this show. So if it goes down, you're going to commit suicide? If something happens where somebody's going to come in the room and they're going to like stop us and be like, look, you guys have to this stop doing- This is perfect because little people, do most people know, part of her curry is you had a friend stand by because it was very painful. And as soon as you did the actual act enough to cover your honor, your friend was supposed to cut your head off. I oh. thought the friend was supposed to clear your internet history. Well, nowadays they've added that. <laughs> <laughs> Have a samurai they disembowel themselves, cut their head off, and clear their internet But I would history. totally cut your head off. You wouldn't clear the internet history, though, But would you, you want somebody who's good at it, because the last thing you want to do is be laying there with your guts all hanging out, and have somebody take a shitty whack and cut your ear off or some shit. Gives you a bad scar. Thanks, Ted! You son of a bitch! You had one job! <laughs> Good job, Kenny. God damn it. I cut your ear off on purpose. <laughs> um, yeah. In the 19th century, a popular medicine for kids, Mrs. Winslow's soothing syrup included morphine. Tie on to that. The famous uh, speech that FDR gave, no fear except fear itself. He was high on cocaine. He was high on cocaine during that speech. Yes, they used cocaine for him for his sinuses. <laughs> so they would dip a swab and they'd get it wet get it covered in cocaine and they would swab his sinuses with it. And they did that right before he gave that speech. Cause he was having a bad headache. Hey, I'm shaking my head as I listen to this. I remember Coca-Cola when it first came out, had cocaine in it, it, had and coca like in it which is unrefined. Well, it, exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't exactly like they were, you know, snorting Coke up their nose and shit yeah. like that when they're doing it. But just the idea that we were just, we used to be fine with this. Like ecstasy used to be a marital uh, aid. Yeah. Like they would get the, 
marital counselors would give it to their patients because they would open up to each other. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I could see that. But at the same time, it's like nobody did any tests. Nobody knew like the holes in the brain sort of thing and all that shit. That's just because people abuse it. You're not supposed to listen to like EDM while you're taking it. (laughs) Nobody should ever listen to EDM ever. (laughs) Um, Peter the Great executed his wife's lover. Then he forced her to keep her lover's head in a jar of alcohol in her bedroom next to her bed. That's the ultimate taking your dog and rubbing its nose in it, dude. That's like. I bet she learned a lesson. Um, she learned something. I don't know if it was a lesson. I don't know what it was, but she learned something that day. Maybe when, don't fuck with Peter. When your husband has the power of the entire state, maybe you shouldn't cheat on him. In the 16th and 17th century, wealthy Europeans ate corpses, uh, thinking that they would cure them of ailments. No, that's just how you get like more ailments. <laughs> they even ate the remains of mummies, which Tomb Raiders risked their lives to steal. So this goes back to the employment market back in the day uh, in Egypt. Okay, No wonder other countries hate white culture. They had these mummies for millions of years. No problem. We show up and now we're eating the motherfuckers. What the fuck? So you're in Egypt. You're hanging out. You're a street urchin. Somebody comes to you and says, listen. Why are they called urchins? If you break, because they <laughs> stick to stuff. If you break into this. If you they break, are probably sticky. If you break into this uh, tomb. And steal this body will give you $100, which obviously was a lot of money back then. So you say, sure, not realizing that you're going to have to go on some sort of Goonies type adventure to be able to get the money out. they were going to eat it afterwards either. If you're a street urchin, you don't give a fuck what people are going to do with it. You just bring the body out wrapped in toilet paper and shit. Give me your money before you eat it. I don't want uh, to make sure that I died or anything along that line to not be paid. Like, go ahead and pay me, pay my family. Like, let's, let's get this shit taken care of. Um, we all know about Dracula, how he was based on Vlad the Impaler and shit like that. Yep. One of the most horrific scenes in my head still, and I knew this one, but reading it out loud is still gross. In the 15th century, when Roman read, When you read yourself, ruler, do you read out loud? Shut up. That's like what special kids do. <laughs> Actually, I use my finger and I go, in the 15th century. No. Wow. Uh, in the 15th century, Romanian ruler Vlad the Impaler impaled 20,000 Ottoman Turks on long, sharp poles on the banks of the Danube. Yep. So you're out for a boat ride one day. Imagine having lunch the next day and being like, what is that? What's that smell? Oh, Vlad's over there impaling armies again. You're across the Danube. You decide you want to go over and visit Vlad. He seems like a nice guy. You know, we'll go over and have some tea. Last time we were over there, he was They said his country had one of the lowest crime rates ever. Why the fuck would you ever commit a crime, (laughs) dude? They're going to shove a pole up your ass and stick you out in the middle of a fucking field on a beach next to the fucking river. There were some Ottoman uh, emissaries that came to negotiate with him at one time. And they wouldn't take off their hat, which he thought was disrespectful. So he had his people nail their hats to their head. And then he kicked him into a pit and if said, Vlad the Impaler tells you, Sparta! that was a different fucking country. Um, if you, if Vlad tells you to take off your hat, you take off your hat. If Vlad tells you that your feet stink, you put on your shoes. Like no matter what Vlad tells you, you just go ahead and do it. That's if you're a guy you test, him, yeah, he's not, no. you don't test him. It seems it's kind of like stone cold Steve Austin. That seems like another type of dude that would not be afraid to slap you in the face if it was really necessary. Nah. He seems like one of those kind of people. Vlad the Impaler in my head is equal to stone cold Steve Austin. Interesting. <laughs> That's a strange uh, linkage, but uh, okay. I bet Vince McMahon's like Vlad the Impaler. You do what Vince says. After finding a thirty-six hundred, excuse me, thirty-six thousand-year-old step bison preserved in ice, Alaskan zoology professor Dale Guthrie and his team 
ate some of its flesh. That's like Gordon Ramsay tells you frozen food's not good. Guthrie said the meat was well aged, but it still was a little tough. It was frozen. How the fuck do you have that conversation? How the fuck do you you're sitting around? Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some advice here on storytelling. Do the eating the frozen bison before eating the the mummies because that's just a letdown. <laughs> you went from from people eating to bison eating, and that's just it lost some of the sting it would have had. It still it goes back to me, the first person who looked at a chicken and said, I'm going to eat that thing that came out of its butt. I think that looks delicious. See, we also forget that people were generally starving back then. Well, yeah. They were eating bugs and bark to live. And the egg looks pretty good next to a fucking pile of maggots. Dude, I don't know, though, because to me, it just looks like hard shit. The first time you see a a chicken lay an egg, you're like, well, they also have those weird pellet shits that they take, but they also have the white shits. I bet they saw eggs hatching and they were kind of disappointed at first and they broke them open and there was no actual chicken in it. (laughs) I was hoping to get a little tender chicken. Oh, wow. This is even better than a little tender chicken. This is fucking awesome. Um, Eggs are good. Eggs are delicious, especially with some peppers and some onions and shit like that. Fucking some cheese. I like mine over easy. I can do over easy as well. I like um, the uh, eggs Benedict. That's one of my favorite dishes Gosh, to have in the morning. Such a douche. Shut the fuck up, dude. Roman Emperor Commodus collected all the disabled and little people he could find and ordered them to fight each other to death. <laughs> so there's shade in a past life right there. <laughs> <laughs> With meat cleavers exactly. in the Coliseum. Yep, totally you. So as a kid, I can admit to you guys that my dad would watch midget wrestling. <laughs> My dad would totally watch midget wrestling. This is not a joke. This is not me trying to be insensitive or anything like that. And it wasn't called little people wrestling. It wasn't called dwarf wrestling. wrestling. It was midget wrestling. And they wrestled in the big ring, like the big guys wrestled in, but like bouncing off the bottom rope and shit like that. And some big guy would always come out and do a splash on them. And you would always have one big dude come out and throw a couple of midgets around and shit like that. But let me tell you, if you're just hanging out that day in the Coliseum back then, they didn't have Facebook. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have fucking 500 channels. The Coliseum. You, you might get Christians being fed to lions. You might get a sea battle. You never knew what you were getting. You never knew. Dude, there could be chariots and shit like that. You never had any idea what the fuck was going to happen. But this day you show up and there's a bunch of midgets running around <laughs> with meat cleavers attacking disabled people. And the first thing I thought as I read this is Cartman running through the hallways going, Cripple fight! Cripple fight! Did he use fucking crack babies as a sport for one point? <laughs> he did have crack babies for a little while. Crack baby basketball, where he put a little ball of crack in the middle of it and shit like that. How do you get to save to work for free? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Student athletes. Dude, the NCAA is the biggest racket there is. Um, I could That or the sugar lobby. I could see those two being like the, the biggest yeah. rackets. I mean, the gun lobby is terrible and all that shit. We're not going to get into that. But, like, the sugar lobby spends, like, way more. Like, we, you and I just Three talked about it. Three or four times. The, and the NRA spends a lot. So, I mean, it's like, what the hell is the sugar lobby paying to keep from us? <laughs> the fuck? What are they hiding? What What do we need to know that we have not fucking found out whatsoever? We all have diabetes. We just don't know it. Um, did you know in colonial America, pregnant women didn't receive painkillers during delivery because pain was considered God's punishment for Dude, Eve eating uh, the I apple? I need you to contact the writer. Of this article, what what painkillers did he think they had? Well, they could have been given something to bite on. They could have been given fucking. That's not alcohol. a painkiller. Bite on a piece of leather is not, that's just like keeping from breaking your teeth. Look, it'll help. Okay? No, it doesn't, it'll, dude. When I grip my teeth, when I'm in a lot of pain. The only thing help. they had to do for pain was to drink yourself into a fucking blackout. And you can't do that when you have a baby. 
Here's the last one that we'll read from the. Although uh, I do tell the women at my job when they have their periods and they're bitching about it, that you shouldn't eat the apple first. I've said that before. And I've, I've used the, uh, the line back when I was single. I don't use it now because I know it'll get me in trouble. But when I was single, I would use the line from Mr. Garrison. I, I don't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. It's three days. Seven days, dude. It's three days in the cartoon. No, it's not. Okay. Shut your mouth, dude. The final fact that we're going to read from the historical facts, from the historical documents. And if your wife's bleeding for seven days, she needs to see a doctor. It's normal. Well, it's going to last for seven days. Anyway. They're just moody for seven days, but I think they're milking. Soviet biologist Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. <laughs> Let's go back over that. Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. Has there ever been a more Russian name? Very Attempted Russian. to impregnate a chimpanzee with human sperm. Dude, that's how you get mutants. We don't need that. <laughs> but failed in his quest to make a human Z. Is this the island of Dr. Monroe over here? I immediately thought of the fucking crazy dude with the little midget Kevin from fucking <laughs> South Park with a four-assed monkey. These are the experiments going on right now somewhere where the beginnings of the X-Men, the beginnings of fucking the Avengers and shit like that. That's where this stuff starts. That's where this starts. Or the Planet of the Apes. That's where this kind of shit don't comes from. no man monkeys, man. I think, I mean... What if we did have man monkeys? Let's what's just go the, ahead and put it out What's there. the scientific benefit? Let's, let's, let's figure out what the, what's the goal. Could you imagine watching an episode of American Ninja Warrior with human Zs running around? I can imagine a bunch of human Zs trying to kill a bunch of us. That's well, <laughs> if they've got human DNA and shit like that, they might be smart and agile. Because that's deep, that stops us from killing each other. What? Well, <laughs> Look, we're not worried about us <laughs> killing each other. If we get enough of these human Zs, we, we could get an island. We don't need to make a whole like army of human Zs that have like Captain America's strength, and then we think we're going to control them. No. Well, it worked out really well. If we put them on an island like in Jurassic Park, and it'll be fine. Doctor Monroe, they ate everybody. That's fine, dude. As long as we don't put regular humans there, we just put the human Zs. We'll go back to the George Carlin thing where we put everybody on an island. We put fucking cameras out there. No. And once a month, we all like open the gates and let a huge battle royal happen. Just listeners, remember, Shane will be on board with these corporations when they do this shit. I'll be the one out there leading the Freedom Force. <laughs> no. I don't think you will, dude. I think you'll be taking a corporate position in my new company. I No. Not if you're raising chimpanzee humans, No. Because that's, be, that's how it starts. <laughs> it's going to be called the HZ Corporation. Human Zs. Tell me, dude, me and my cat army are going to stop you. I don't think Pow Paws is going to be that powerful, dude. I think, honestly, when we get... I think if get, you have a corporation running chimpanzee human experiments, I'll probably have a cat army. I think that's about equally likely. More than likely, at, at the HZ Corporation, where we're going to have the human Zs being made, um, we're going to have those robots and, and that can open doors and shit. hate genetic modifications. They're very... Are they very religious? Is that what it is? They believe no, they it's against know. God's plan. They just know it's a bad idea. So it's not against God's plan or anything. It's just cats it's a bad atheist, idea, dude. according to them. You know this. Cats are atheists. I, yeah, that's. I don't believe any cat out there believes there's anything more powerful than that the, cat. The, the, right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that cat is the center of the universe. Cats do believe in a higher being. It's them. Exactly. And when they encounter other cats, you always notice that all the cats are always jockeying to be the deity of e- those cats. Even cats that like each other are shitty to each other. Like, you're considerate cats that like each other when they don't fight. Oh, yeah. They just tolerate each other. They won't look at each other in the eye. And they don't sleep (laughs) on the same bed and shit like that, typically. Now, I know there's people in the audience who are right now going, my cats all sleep in the bed with me. First off, you probably can't sleep in your bed very well. You've probably driven out the nature of them. Well. Turned your cat useless. No. Cats, some cats, like uh, General Well, they're manipulating you. 
General Puffabitch we used to have would snuggle with you as soon as everybody would leave the room. He would look around. But not if anybody was watching. If anybody was watching, he didn't want to snuggle with you. If somebody came in the room, he could jump right out of your fucking lap. He was like Agent Smith or some shit from the Matrix. Like he was a normal dude. Everything was fine. He looked like a normal dude. But as soon as people came around, he's like, no, no, this breaks protocol. I, I can't be in your lap. People he not know that I'm affectionate. He wasn't useless, but when he would sleep in the bed with you, that was a fucking, like, I'm sure when that was Jack another sleeps one in the of, bed. Uh, that was another one of Nikki's victims, by the way. And that's going to be it for uh, Now That I'm Older this week, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for checking out the show. Um, we'll, Cat, uh, we'll check serial you later. killer. That's all I have to say about that. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, Kenny, we're going to go ahead and stop the podcast that, right a, now. That's a logical fallacy. No, we're going to stop the podcast right now. It's there time is, for it to be there over. There is no podcast. No, this is real. Yes, there is. It's like 12 monkeys. I guess I could be pretty pissed off about what happened to me. But it's hard to stay mad when there's so much beauty in the world. Sometimes I feel like I'm seeing it all at once, and it's too much. My heart fills up like a balloon that's about to burst. And then I remember to relax. And stop trying to hold on to it. And then it flows through me like rain. And I can't feel anything but gratitude for every single moment of my stupid little life. You have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm sure. But don't worry. You will someday.